Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available in the audio realm. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really does help boost the exposure of Going In Raw. We're on the Patreon coming down to the end of the month, Larson. Just a couple more days left. Uh, if you get your $20 monthly pledge in oh, all you yeah. need is one twenty dollar pledge and you get access to oh, the friendo care package here's a picture of it uh comic book some stickers poster postcard look at that he's got it in his hand it is a real thing it is a full color this is warm oh your battery's on it yeah the ac adapter full color comic book adventure featuring steven larson it's a story that can only be told in pages of comic book we don't sell it anywhere else it's not at friendomarket.com it would cost an astronomical amount of money to to make that into a sort of major motion picture way too much money or a television miniseries way too much money nobody has the budget would bankrupt most nations nobody even has that kind of money uh also an amazon guy does jeff bezos he has the, the amount of money but he might be the only person uh, this Monday, yes, there is an Independence Day one-week sale. America, America sale. That's what promo it is. Code for pro wrestling tees. You know what I'm doing on the first of July? Getting out of here. I'll be I'll in the thirtieth. Yeah, well, close enough. Well, which one is it? Thirtieth. But in the UK time, I'm actually my plane is leaving uh, uh, quarter past midnight. That's so, good for you. Yeah, so I'm out of here. This is the second to last thing I got to film. It's great. Yeah, we have one right. more thing tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Did you get those match chat questions? I have a question. I go through and listen to our answers and, and, and uh, distill our answers to their essence so we know how to, what to talk about. It's vital essence. Yes. Very good, Mandrake. Yes. Anyways. It'd be like a, a best of match chat coming up while you're gone. You know what the vital essence of uh, professional wrestling is, Larson? It's creativity. Yes, creativity. That's true. And of course, yesterday, uh, news broke that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff will be the executive directors of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, respectively. Thank you, respectively. And, uh, and yeah, the whole, the, all the, the, the Seth Rollins Twitter escapades, a thing of the past. Well, it's actually, it's our second story today. It's our second story, but it's not our first story. No. Our first story, of course, we released a video yesterday giving our initial thoughts about it, and now the reactions are starting to roll in. More details yes, yes. are rolling in, uh, and uh, Fightful 
uh, our good friend O'Shawn Ross Sapp over there at Fightful. He got the scoop on, on what some people are saying backstage. If you haven't checked out Fightful Select over Do on so, the Patreon. Please, please. It's awesome, man. You get these notifications straight to the phone. I figure pl- plugging it is the least we can do for all the hard work they exactly. do. Because then exactly. we can then push out content. Exactly. Based on their hard work. Based on their hard work. <laughs> um, uh, this is what uh, Fightful had to say. Uh, first, I said they reached out to see how these the, these hires would involve or uh, change wildcard rule uh, uh, and so on. But they didn't hear back about that. But they do say, quote, we did, however, hear back from several wrestlers and employees of the company unanimously across genders, roles, and positions in the company, uh, were very surprised by news and hadn't even heard of it coming. The first reaction was a longtime WWE wrestlers wondering, want, wondering aloud why Triple H wasn't set for one of the roles. Another saying that was some of the immediate chatter that they had heard. Another wrestler compared it to Shane McMahon wanting to improve his spot in the company but being bypassed. But we should note this was simply discussion and chatter about why Triple H wasn't moved into that role without much to add to it. There was some pessimism to the announcement as well. One wrestler said that, quote, Vince is still in charge, so that's all you really need to know, while another told us that the move couldn't possibly be worse than how things have went lately. See, that's that's that last one, that's kind of my take on it, is that it can't possibly be worse than it is now, and if mm-hmm. it will be worse, it's going to be train wreck worse, which could mm-hmm. be better. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's all very interesting. A lot of people uh, we, listen, we just listened to, this is Thursday, we just listened to uh, Wrestling Observer Live, and uh, Meltzer had quite a bit to say about it as well. But there yeah. are so many unknowns right now. Yes, totally. Um, exactly how much power Heyman and, uh, and Bischoff are going to have. Do they have autonomy on their brand? Of course, with Vince still overseeing, they apparently both report directly to Vince. Mm-hmm. Where as does long this... as he's still the top of the, the, the power structure, mm-hmm. he still has ultimate say. Uh, uh, Paul Levesque. Triple H, of yes. course, uh, typically, apparently, number two guy over there. Mm-hmm. Where does he fit in here? Mm-hmm. Um, there is one <laughs> which wishful thinking on Facebook in the Friendoverse group. Somebody uh, posted things, and uh, I think Triple H was bypassed because next week Vince is going to step down and name Triple H the new head of the company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be wishful thinking. Yeah, that'd be great. That is that's definitely wishful, wishful thinking. thinking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean a variety. You know, people seem to really like Triple H, and that's why I. Think yeah, but here's the thing about Vince is, have you ever seen that show Succession on HBO? No, it's it's a big guilty pleasure. It's right. a bunch of characters who are pretty unlikable, but it's very entertaining, and it's a Rupert Murdoch esque situation uh, where Brian Cox plays a media mogul mm-hmm. who's oh, he's great, yeah, losing it. And, uh, of course, he treats his family like crap, mm-hmm. and they're all supposed to be the heir apparents, and they're all messed up. Mm-hmm. And that's, that kind of reminds me of Vince a little yeah, bit. It does. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why bother with your family? Well, here's the thing. I wonder if part of it, too, is, is like people who follow wrestling closely now know that Triple H is the bee's knees. Mm-hmm, sure. But the Laps fan may not know that. Sure. They hear Paul Heyman... Eric Bischoff, the architects of ECW and WCW at its peak, respectively, and, they, and their ears might perk up and think, oh, they're getting back in the game now. They're working at WWE. Oh, this is something else. Yeah. This is going to this is gonna you know bring forth uh, uh, some semblance of the passion we saw in the Monday Night Wars, maybe, mm-hmm. especially if there's competition between, like actual competition between brands. Yeah. This could be something. Yeah. I would suspect that. I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I wouldn't be surprised if that crosses crossed Vince's mind. Of course, we know that Paul's been working closely with Creative for a long time. And interesting, they said on Wrestling Observer Live, we'd heard Ronda, Brock, obviously, um, PW Insiders report 
this morning about the hires mentioned Alexa Bliss, but Melster mentioned Alistair Black. That is interesting. I know. Which yeah. now knowing that and kind of running some of his dialogue recently in my in my mind matches up perfectly. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's like matches yeah. up perfectly. I want somebody to yeah come in and fight me. That yeah. sounds like a Heyman. But even the verbiage sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Like something Paul would say during one of his Lesnar promos. Anyways, yeah. I'm guess I'm just wondering if the familiarity that wrestling fans have with the names Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, especially those who watched the '90s, who may have may not really may not really watch anymore, the Laps fans, they see those two names and they think, oh, okay, I know those names. I know what they're responsible for, mm-hmm. good and bad, maybe. Um, maybe I'll tune in now because of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to think that there's the cognizant idea that Vince would have if that was the case. Hey, these are familiar names to Laps fans. Maybe we'll bring them back. Because I think that that would be interesting. I kind of just wonder if it's Vince going back to what he knows. Oh, there's totally that too. For sure. You know, and, yeah. and Paul Heyman is a great hire. Bischoff, you know, it's funny because I think more and more about Bischoff. And it you, you, have, you had initially kind of... Um, I know you're usually a wait and see guy, but you have kind yeah. of a negative general idea of Bischoff just based on his past creative endeavors. Yeah. Um, I have a different take on him. I think mainly because I've listened to. So, for example, there was the JBL interview yeah. that he gave. Yeah. Um, there's the few things I've heard interviews here and there where he does seem cognizant of his past mistakes. Yeah, and that's good. Aware of them. That, that, that's that's cool. No, I just I just now we need to see if if he can correct mm-hmm. those mistakes. Essentially. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the money will be where the yeah, exactly. exactly. All I have to base my opinion of his uh, creative endeavors on is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. And the it's, interesting thing it's one is thing to play be... a lip service to acknowledging mistakes, but then you have to. Uh, show that you've learned from said yeah. mistakes. Uh, one of the interesting things, you know, I've, I've, we've both seen our fair share of uh, shoot interviews. Uh, AJ Styles, sh- the one shoot interview I've seen with him, I think it was through RF, mm-hmm. um, right before he went to WWE, I think. Uh, it was the most diplomatic shoot interview I, maybe I've ever heard, um, where he has nothing bad to say about basically anybody, except... When it came to when Hogan and Bischoff came to TNA, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he and he didn't again, he's very diplomatic about it, but he was also very, very straightforward about saying they didn't even bother to know our names, yeah. and we were the guys on the come up. We had already established ourselves as the guys who were coming up, and uh, and it's interesting because AJ's on Raw, and Paul Heyman seems to be a massive AJ yeah, Styles yeah, yeah. fan, yeah. Um, so and it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me at all. The AJ Styles thing that's happening right now with the club, oh, this is that a wouldn't Heyman surprise thing. me if that was a Heyman thing. Because it feels like there's some complexity brewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, where is this going exactly? Yeah. And that wouldn't surprise me if it was a Heyman thing yeah. in advance of this announcement, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, especially knowing that, or hearing that uh, he's been involved with the Aleister Black stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm sure over the weekend there will be a lot more takes. I'm not going to be here to talk about them, uh, but uh, but yeah, hopefully you and Cal uh, will have, oh, a, we're gonna have a blast, a man. grand old time. We're gonna have a blast talking about taking apart what uh, is this from the mind of Paul Heyman or Eric Bischoff? <laughs> a, a vestige from uh, Vince's terrible idea. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a blast. No, you're you're right about Bischoff though. It is it's a lot easier to sit there. 
in the comfort of, you know, uh, not having the, the pressure of working the job mm-hmm. and say, you know, I did this wrong. This is how I think this should be. This is how I think. And at the same time, you know, when you're there, Vince McMahon is there. The one thing that I, that, that I can say about the Triple H thing is that if he, as had been rumored and reported from Scott, on the the Wade Keller was the Wade Keller show. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, the guy who called in said he knew people who knew people. Um, if it's true that Triple H and Shane have tried to talk to Vince, I think it's probably obvious. Number one, you know Paul Heyman has to love Triple H. Yeah, I would so think their so. relationship is probably fine and will probably mm-hmm. you would have to think would be collaborative. Mm-hmm. I would think Bischoff would probably fall in line with that too. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. I have nothing to base that off yeah. of. But if if Bischoff sees those two collaborating well and Raw turns around, Bischoff's not going to be the one. He's not going to want to be the guy who's like having the ship fall apart because he hasn't, you know, he's trying to call in yeah, Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. not going to, he's probably going to want to stay as, as far away. I know Brian Alvarez so. was saying Bischoff's going to call in Hulk Hogan. I cannot believe I for a Bischoff's second. going to have hiring power. <laughs> And, First of all, and the kind of stroke it takes to bring in Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hogan's already with the company again, but like bring him in a on-camera role, yes, to have him like win the yes. title <laughs> or that. <laughs> um, I was listening to uh, the episode of eighty-three weeks on one of the worst pay-per-views ever, sold out in nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, okay, and when were you listening to this? I was at the gym. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, Bischoff was talking about you know Conrad was saying you know it's generally viewed as one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. And he was like, he, well, Bischoff was rationalizing things, saying, well, it wasn't supposed to, it, it wasn't supposed to be a pay-per-view in the traditional sense where you have storylines and you use uh, you know, your pay-per-views every four weeks, whatever, to blow off, have this blown one, matches. This was special. We had garbage, uh, garbage trucks. I know. I didn't listen long enough to, to, under, to get to right. the point where Conrad asked him about the garbage trucks. He said, this wasn't a pay-per-view in that sense. It was all about in, uh, enhancing, I think is what he said. I remember that first part. It was all about like just uh, establishing and enhancing the brand of the NWO. Okay, had nothing to do with advancing storylines. Yeah, whatsoever. I mean, which is true because no storylines were advanced there in the show. No but if your idea of, of establishing the brand of the NWO is garbage trucks, giant giant uh, toilet throne for Miss yeah. NWO, yeah, and uh, and uh, motorcycles, a homely woman beauty contest. It's that's not really a quality brand, man. No, that's a bad case to be made yes. right there. That's a bad sample right there. But then again, I didn't, again, my, my, my earbuds, the battery ran out while I was working out, so I didn't get to listen to the full thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. You've seen sold out. The fact that yeah. you would defend that on any level. Yeah, on any level. Because <laughs> at first it was like, well, Conrad asked him, so what, what was the idea? Was it hard doing a book in a, a heel versus heel pay-per-view? I was like, no, there was faces in the name, like four. Um, yeah. on the whole show. Yeah. Uh, DDP had a match. Jericho had a match. I guess he said it was babyface at the time. I don't recall. Uh, a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, like, it seemed like to me like the right move to make would be like, oh, it sold out in I-7? Dumpster fire. Yeah, big steaming hot pile of garbage. But, you know, I, I get it. You know, you want to defend even your worst, I don't know, your worst mistakes. Say, hey, you know. This is what we were going for. This is what we were trying, mm-hmm. regardless of, of what the outcome was. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, at some point you just say, yeah, that was, that was, that was pure garbage. crap. Every bad idea I ever had was in that paper. Yeah, view. yeah. Garbage trucks. What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, also on Wrestling Observer Live today, Melser mentioned that Fox apparently had no idea this move was about to happen. 
Yeah. And that Hold according on, continue. I'm going to do something real quick in honor of the in honor all right, of the day. All right. All right. And according to Dave, uh, as we had to say, Fox would have preferred to have apparently Paul Heyman as opposed to Eric Bischoff. Our autographed picture of Eric Bischoff. Front and center now. Yeah, exactly. So. Look, the glare is too bright for him, Larson. <laughs> his future's so bright, he's got to wear shades, man. Exactly. Um, so that's interesting to, to, to see how uh, Fox reacts to this internally. Um, you know, how the, the, the move is, is, is met within the Fox offices. Yeah. Because, again, you think it'd be a situation where W's going to make this move. Uh, How is it the lack of communication over with a $250 million deal seems to be... I wonder if, like, with USA, there's kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah, probably, yeah. Totally cool. Whatever you want to do, Vince. Yeah. You know, so long as the ratings are good, we don't care. It's my company. Yeah. That's Just air the damn show. I'll take care of the rest. Fox is like, hold on, we're forking over a ton of money here. It's like, you know, this is 2019, man. Like, there's got to be communication. There's this thing called email. All you got to do is shoot us one. It stands for electronic mail. Yeah. It stands for the wires in the, in the air. <laughs> hey, we're thinking of, uh, of, of hiring a creative liaison of sorts for your network guys over there. This is our list of candidates. And they're like, oh, okay. Eric Bischoff, that guy who did sold out? Yeah, no. <laughs> is he going to bring out a giant toilet for SmackDown instead of the giant fist? <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! So it's hey man, interesting times. It is. It's good for business. Like yeah. you know, what's funny too yeah. is that like this week's countout is like oh we thought we'd be current by doing a top ten power couples in wrestling. Well, that's the episode that you guys are getting because we done filmed it on uh, it's Monday. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. We're not changing that. So uh, so yeah. Uh, after then, of course, after that. Seth's Twitter thing, and then this, yeah, like any number of things, but that's just how it goes. Just how, just how it goes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Seth, you thought Seth going ham on Twitter was was about as far as you can go? Uh-uh. Wrong. No, just listen to what Seth had to say on the Sports Illustrated Media podcast, especially the subject of Dean Ambrose. Now John Moxley came up. Transcript for this, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Sheet. Quote: I'll, I'll read this one. All right, Ambrose can do what he wants. You want to do it in Seth voice? Nah, that's gonna kill my. There's voice. a lot. Yeah, I know. Uh, he says this, Ambrose can do what he wants. He's a big boy. He's got his big boy pants on. Let's go. He can go out there and say whatever he wants, but the bottom line is not everybody's equipped to handle the rigors of WWE and the schedule and how it affects you mentally and emotionally. And Ambrose gave everything he had to the company for the entire time he was here. He put his heart and soul into the travel, into the schedule, into the injuries, into the work in the ring and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he took his ball and he went home Not or really. he went elsewhere at least. And I think it's a little presumptuous of him to get on a podcast and talk down about the company that gave him such an opportunity. Man, I'd never talk like that about you. No, I wouldn't talk like that about you either. My goodness. Because like he, he, he's condescending immediately. He's got his big boy pants on. Yeah. And then he more or less says he couldn't handle WWE. Yeah. And then he's like, I'll walk that back. He gave yeah. everything he had. Uh-huh. But then he took his ball and went home, which is not how it went at all. He right. served out his contract and, yeah. in fact, went over all for 500 extra bucks. And then says it's a little presumptuous of him to go to the, talk, go to the podcast and talk about the company that gave him an opportunity. First thing he said was uh, he, he valued his time in WWE. Yeah, and a little presumptuous to validate everything everybody thinks about WWE in the yes. first place. That's what he means. And there. now he, he backs, uh, backs, uh, backtracks a little bit more. Steve continues. But it then is, pushes way forward. Yeah. 
And like I said, I love the guy. I love him. I'll always love him. But at the end of the day, we just share different perspectives about what we all want out of life and about where we're at in our own lives. I hope that he does well. I've kept enough tabs on him to know that he's doing super well for himself right now, and I'm happy for that. But I just don't think there's any reason to hop on a soapbox and complain after the fact. You need to take the first step, and that's looking in the mirror and asking yourself, did you do every single thing you possibly could do to make yourself and your situation what you want it to be? And if the answer is yes, you did, then you can go elsewhere and complain. That's what he did. Yeah. He went elsewhere and he complained. And you say you're cool with that. But then earlier, say there's but then no earlier, there's no, you can't, it's you presumptuous. Can't presumptuous, yes. He continues. If that's where he's at mentally, then go right ahead. But if he hasn't done that, he hasn't looked in the mirror and made that decision, then maybe he should think about that. So is he insinuating he didn't look in the mirror? And- I, I think he's insinuating that he actually didn't listen to the podcast. Because <laughs> if he had, he'd know that, that this was all addressed. Yeah. He says that goes for any other disgruntled talent, past or present. And there's Seth essentially wagging his finger at anybody. Yep. 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 But why speak out now, Seth? He answered that question, too. And these transcripts are from Wrestling Inc. He says, you can only sit back and read people bashing what you love for so long and sit there and take it and try to take the high road, so to speak. I'm real proud of what I do every single week. Not just Mondays, but every single Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. He listed every day of the week there. He doesn't work every day of the week. I'm real proud. every week. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm real proud of what I do and what our crew does and the effort we put forward. And I'm not just talking about just the wrestlers, the guys and girls you see out in the ring. I'm talking about everybody from creative all the way up to Vince McMahon. We put a ton of effort into making a product that I think is pretty darn good considering the amount of content we put out there. The fact that people want to sit on their, on their, on their soapbox, boxes, sorry on their stupid social media machines and talk, I love social media machines, and talk down about it really speaks volumes about the generation and where they're at. Well, that's your generation, buddy. And that's what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I figured if someone is gonna fight back, might as well be me since I'm the champion and consider myself the top guy in our company. I mentioned this on, on, on Matt Chat, so sorry for the redundancy, but this airs first. Um, I've, like Seth going out and talking some friendly trash to Will Ospreay, totally cool. Some good, friendly competition is great for the business. Uh, being a cheerleader for the, the men and women in the locker room, hell yes. Advocate for them. Say, these, these are some of the best talents in the entire world. But when you do this condescending crap, uh, saying that people have no right to be critical of the product, you know, for various, t- various other times, he said, because, well, they're not, they're not there. You don't know the true story, what's going I on. I don't recognize you. I've never seen you backstage. Yeah. That's, That's like saying that the entire medium of film criticism has no basis in reality. Any I know. sort of criticism I know. Has, no, has no basis because we're not on set working that movie on that TV show. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, we have no right to criticize. Yeah. That's BS. No, it is, man. Next time Seth Rollins sees a movie he doesn't like, shut the fuck up because you weren't there. How about that much? Um, <laughs> because you didn't make the movie. Because you've never made a movie before. What do you know about movies? So shut up if it's a bad movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the equivalent to this. It is. This is an entertainment medium. That's what it is. Yes. And it's open to criticism. It's yes. not going to get better if people don't criticize it. Yes. And if you want to sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to accept this criticism as a company. We can always do better. And I'm not going to, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to tweet out when things are going good. And I'm going to try to bring a focus on 205 and NXT when they kill it. And I'm going to celebrate the stuff that we can celebrate. And I'm going to let you guys talk all the mess you want. 
and the proof will be in the pudding. If the creative's good, the ratings will go up. Maybe I'll draw more than 5,000 people to a raw being the face of the company. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. But to do this condescending crap where he's talking crap about one of his best friends... Because, like, why have his back, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, have his back. Mm-hmm. Like, where were you when Vince McMahon said, "Hey, you're you're riding a unicycle backwards"? That's such good shit. Guess what you're wearing today, uh, Dean? A giant cowboy hat made of cheese. That's such yeah. good shit. This is who you are. Where was Seth at that point? I don't know. You know, know. it's great to defend your company, and it's and it's good to to point out the positives. WWE, we both have said, has plenty of positives. There's a lot of good stuff right now. Their three best shows are probably. NXT 205 and main event. Mm-hmm. And then you have NXT UK out there. And then you got Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know? Hopefully that'll change with the changes, the creative changes they're making. And this is one thing that, that Seth, I don't know if he takes into consideration. It wasn't mentioned in any of the transcripts. People are critical of WWE not because they want to be, cri- not because they want to yeah. hate on it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. They just want a better product. They want to dedicate their time and their energies to following a product that they genuinely enjoy. I, it's such it, a, I take no pleasure, like, I mean, I don't think we bash the product. Like, I want to sit and, and be able to say positive things about it. It's a source. It's no fun not being able is. to do that. It, it's a source of consternation for me where I have to, for producing a podcast that is known for constructive criticism and positivity, uh, to see the product descend creatively to a low point. And I have to think to myself, okay, how can I satiate my audience what we've promised them, what we've established as a precedent. How do I do that with a product that's quite frankly, you know, can crap. Be, can be a chore to get through. Yes, it can. Like I, I cheerlead as much as I can the segments that I can cheerlead, but yeah. you know, to borrow the phrase, at the end of the day, if the, if the total package, if SmackDown is running all these Raw recaps and we're getting the same people on SmackDown that I just saw on Raw instead of 
faces that I know are backstage: Buddy Murphy, Mustafa I mean, Ali, Mustafa Andrade. Ali, Andrade. I mean, up Finn until Balor. this week, Finn <laughs> Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. Rusev. Yeah, all these people are backstage that I'm really a big cheerleader for, and I want to see them, and then they're not there. Yeah, I'm. We have to point it out. Yeah, we have to, and it's funny because. The way we positioned ourselves, we're at a spot now where I'll see comments that'll say, man, you guys are always bashing the product. I thought you were supposed to be positive. And literally in the same episode, man, how can you guys be so, or I can't believe you guys are so positive about WWE. It's trash right now. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't win, man. You can't win. No. No. So we just, we try to be as honest as possible. Yeah. You know, we don't want to dislike the product. No. But if they give us crap, we're going to say it's crap. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Seth also spoke about how much creative input he has, uh, kind of period. Quote, absolutely I'm satisfied with it because I make a point to be satisfied with it. I make a point to contribute my ideas and my thoughts, and if I feel strongly about something the way it should be or the way it should be portrayed, then I'll make my voice be heard. Look, not everyone gets the, that leeway, and also not everyone should get that wee- leeway. That's just how it works. You have to build equity with your fans, your boss, and your coworkers. You have to build equity over time. And then you get the leeway to have that kind of say in your story if that's your complaint. Or you could just stand up for yourself and do it instead of going somewhere else and bitching about it. But the problem is, like, what if you don't have opportunity to get out there in front of fans and prove uh, your worth to Vince? Then you don't get that equity ever. Well, it's it's weird because he says you have to build equity for your, with your fans, your boss, your crew. You have to build equity over time. But then, then if you don't have it, yeah, no. And then you can get the leeway to have that kind of say in your story if that's your complaint. This next sentence is weird. See, here's the thing. This is the thing that I think about Seth Rollins. He's 33 years old. Uh, he's got a big burden on his shoulders, drawing 5,000 people for Raw. Um, and I think that he probably doesn't really know how to eloquently put this. But if you look, if this is the actual quote, you have to build equity over time and then you can get the leeway to have that kind of say in your story if that's your complaint. Or the flip side of that is you can stand up for yourself and do it instead of going on somewhere else and bitching about it. You can stand up for yourself and just comply? Is that what he's saying? I think think what he's trying to say is that he and maybe several others have the, the, the equity within the company to go up to Vince and, and, and voice his complaints mm-hmm. and maybe have something done about it. Yeah. Um, and I think he's saying, or if you don't have that equity, you can just go in and stand up for yourself, period, and try it that way. Issue is, yeah. if Ty Dillinger goes in there or went in there, <laughs> say, hey, Vince, uh, can I get this change? What do you think Vince is going to say? No. Yeah, or even better, if Luke Harper goes to Vince and he says, go talk to Triple H, and Triple H doesn't return his phone calls, that's a problem, too. Yeah. Or so, I mean, says, the bottom line is, it's the same thing as always. If you're not one of the chosen one, which Seth is obviously a chosen one, I mean, him and Triple H literally cried in the middle of the ring after WrestleMania. Uh, Rumble. Not, uh, sorry, the Rumble. Uh, if you're not that guy, then guess what? You know. Yeah. You not. think Dean, with all the success he had, the money he brought in for the company, the amount of work he put in, and the, would, perce- and the perception WWE gave us by treating him kind of like a star. You'd think he would have leeway. Yeah. Seemingly not really. Or, hey, how about this? The entire Shield get together and get each other's backs. You know, Seth, you have the leeway. I guarantee Roman has the leeway. So why don't you guys stand with Dean and say, hey, you shouldn't be putting a weird hat on him, Vince. Yeah. Maybe, do, maybe listen to him. Yeah. Maybe don't send him condescending notes saying he needs to stick to the script. Yeah. 
he continues, I'm very satisfied with the amount of input I have. Do I do things I don't always want to do? Yes, but you know what? Sometimes that stuff works because I can't see things perfectly every single time. I don't have the perspective that other people around me have. Vince McMahon has been doing this 20 years or longer than I've been alive. So he's got some ideas and he knows things that I just don't know that I have to learn from. Sometimes being your best is about taking advice from other people. What we do is work together in a group and in a community, and we take advice from everywhere, from each and every person that we respect in our circle, and we try to make things better. Yes, I feel extremely comfortable about the amount of input I have in my matches, in my promos, in my stories, and in my schedule. I'm guessing most most guys, when they're the top guy in the company, have that leeway. Yep, yep. And uh, if you're not one of the top guys, you probably don't. You probably do not. That's, and yeah. so you get your script five minutes before you're supposed to do your promo, and you're expected to memorize it perfectly and go out there and recite it. Yeah. I don't think, I wonder how uh, important performance is actual, actually to the whole package. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Those very important story beats they need to hit in those promos. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there. I, I actually kind of, the Drew McIntyre method where he sort of, you know, he very vaguely says there's a lot of complacency in the locker room and people need to, you know, uh, he, that was kind of a shot at Dean, I think, also. When he said, you know, my promos might be scripted, but I add what I want to them. I do what I want with them. Um, and uh, I mean, look, and Dean sort of said this also, I think more on the Wade Keller podcast when Wade was saying, hey, who else feels this way? He says, everybody's different. Everybody has their own spot. Everybody has yeah. their own amount of stroke and leeway in the back, you know, ranging from nothing to Seth levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like for everybody, it all depends on their lot. But the thing is, WWE has signed a ton of people, and a ton of people are not being used. And those people eventually are going to get tired of not being used. Yeah. So. And by all accounts, like Luke Harper, he pitched ideas mm-hmm. while he was recuperating from surgery. Yeah. Nothing came of it. Said Vince wanted me to, to adopt a southern accent. And when uh, Luke couldn't do it, because he's from upstate New York. Mm-hmm, yeah. say people from upstate New York can't do Southern accents. They can, but he's from upstate New York. Yeah. You've got plenty of people on the roster who are actually from the South that probably do actually speak with a Southern accent. <laughs> right, yeah. Why can't he Slater? Can you speak with a Southern accent? No. No? You can't read that first little uh, sentence. Uh, I'll just line sound there. like AJ Styles. <laughs> I mean, it's not convincing, though. All right. I could just do like a Matthew That's McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. But he's from Texas. All right. Hey, Vince. That's a different accent than, this, than the, 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 what you assume right. would be the southern accent. Look at me. I, look, I'm in the Wyatt family. All right. Like, Heath Slater's got a little bit of a twang to his voice, but he's from West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder, like, he wants deep, Vince wants deep south. I guess. Bible belt. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't man. know. But, like, if, if it's, it, I mean, I, let's go back to the Emma issue, the Emma thing, the Emmalina thing. Yeah, sure. It's like, oh, I have this idea for Emmalina. Uh, who, or for this particular character, who do we have that, that isn't doing anything that we can give this gimmick to? Oh, Emma. Mm-hmm. Does it actually fit her in any way? Yeah. No. Oh, well, we'll do it anyways. Yeah. Guess what? It blew up. Yeah. Oh. And then Vince keeps on saying, oh, I know who you are. Rather than, than finding... Rather than finding aspects of that person that can inhabit a certain character or just mm-hmm. letting that person be themselves turned up a little bit. Yeah, right. It's always this idea, well, I have this, I, this is my vision for you, and this is how it's going to be. Or it's, it's, it's this. It's I have a vision of a thing, mm-hmm. and I want to shoehorn you into yes, that, that thing. thing. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I get it, man. You look at Luke Harper, and you think deliverance. That's how they, not, not the man, 
the what they put him the in packaging, the yes. packaging of yes. his character. And you totally think you think of him, you think of you know the whole Wyatt family. Just they just scream deliverance. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a very yeah. Like so, you think, oh man, if only you do a southern accent. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to go that far. Well, then here's the thing too. Like, okay, you ask him, can you do a southern accent? Sorry, it's not really my thing to do accents. And then to hold it against them. <laughs> right. Right. Like what the hell, man? Yeah. I mean, these all these people are immensely talented, but they can't do everything excellent. <laughs> I know. You know. Gosh, it's frustrating. Send them some acting classes, I guess. Well, even then, you know, accents are a very particular thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of actors out there who are very talented that don't do accents well. Not everybody can be Meryl Streep. Yeah, man. Isn't that one of her things that she can do accents? Maybe. Oh, I thought. Maybe. Uh, anyways, let's move on to this other story. Uh, there's a hell of a segue there. Uh, the Rap was the first to report that WWE would be streaming Evolve's 10th anniversary show on the WWE Network. Got Adam Cole. On there, set to defend the NXT title against Akira Tozawa. That's going to be a great That's match. hot. That's hot. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Drew McIntyre. Or, sorry. Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak. Gulak, once again. The show will also feature the current uh, Evolve tag champs, who are Joe Gacy and Eddie Kingston. I love it. That's great. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kingston on the WWE on the network. network. And as well as their champion, Austin Theory. Love it. Uh, Triple H said to the rap, quote, Evolve was a birthplace of many current uh, WB and NXT superstars is only fitting that their 10th anniversary celebration be showcased live in W Network. Great. That yeah, sounds that's cool. That's awesome. hearing for a while that we're going to get some uh, indie wrestling. Um, of course, WB sanctioned indie wrestling like mm-hmm. Evolve on the network. Great idea. I love it. However, turns out this Evolve anniversary show goes down on the same day as the same time as AEW's Fight for the Fallen, ah. which is their benefit show oh. for victims of gun violence. <laughs> and uh, Kenny Omega, one of AEW's executive vice presidents, took to Twitter because he wasn't happy. You do the best Kenny Omega, right. so let's hear that, <clears throat> Meryl Streep. If lining your pockets with blood money is okay, then what's wrong with trying to undermine a charity show for victims of gun violence? Whoa! I hear that healthy competition is supposed to be a good thing, and yet I can't help but feel like I'm going to be sick. Sick! I said my piece and opened the door to a very toxic. So at that point, at that point, he I think at that point he deleted the tweet. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so he go, did he did delete the, the, at least then, one of them the half hour later. And then the second one, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. I said my piece and opened the door to a very toxic environment. It wasn't a message to fans or the boys, just the decision makers. I wish everyone wrestling on the show that day all the best. That is all. Look, man. It's competition. You're starting a company to compete with the WWE. WWE will try to compete back with you in, in the lowest level possible way. My understanding is, I mean, in a sense, I understand his frustration. They're trying to do something selflessly. Yeah, sure. All it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm sure they want maximum number of eyeballs on this because it's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Uh, my understanding is that uh, a portion of the proceeds from the gate of the show, tickets mm-hmm. sold, uh, is what's going to be donated. Yeah. That that amount's pretty much already determined. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they can't directly, WB can't directly undermine it. It's not like they're going to run a show across the street or anything like that. Right. And try to uh, attract the same crowd. Right. Or in that sense. Uh, there potentially may be, maybe maybe undermining the potential eyeballs that could be viewing that show. Sure. That's it. If it's so fight for the fallen. Yeah. Is that that's in Jacksonville in terms of people being able to watch it being live streamed. It's on a lot. It's free on uh, bleacher report live. 
So it's not like WWE be taking any pay per view revenue no, that no. could be going to no the no the thing. only the, the, the only revenue I believe that's being donated is from ticket sales Which, or, or revenue maybe generate the venue because all the the viewing options I believe are free. Which yeah, which the tickets being sold, I'm assuming because it's coming up pretty soon. It's this weekend, right? No, no. Uh, Fighter Fest is this weekend. Fight for the Fallen is July 17th. Okay. What do we know about the ticket sales for Fight for the Fallen? I don't believe it's sold out yet. Okay. I could be wrong. They just announced that Chris Jericho is going to be on the show though, so maybe that'll push it over the edge. Okay. I this is Kenny's response. It, granted, I I understand you get you get emotional about things. Like, hey, it's a charity show. Be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. Um. At the same time, it is well their second next show to promote their own mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's 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 don't act like it's all. I mean, yes, it's great that they're donating stuff, but you're also doing this to push your own business. You know. So that's that's just part of competition. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see it'd be one thing if they said, "Hey, this is, you know, all all the pay-per-view proceeds or half the pay-per-view proceeds we're going to go to and if WWE ran something and they probably still would. Look, it's WWE. It is WWE. They take money from the Saudi Arabian government. Uh they they are, you know, it's WWE. They are not opposed to doing this stuff. If they could put AEW out of business, and, and take all the money from this charity away from that charity, they would do that. They would totally do that. But man, this, this is who you're dealing with. You know who you're dealing with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know who you're dealing with. If lining your pockets with blood money is okay, then what's wrong with trying to undermine a charity show for victims of gun violence? Oof. Wow. Blood money. You get used to it, man. Get used to it. You think WWE's not going to do something snaky when it comes to when October rolls around? Oh, you roll, believe it. You roll out that first week of TV, something's happening. NXT Live, you man. Want an I'm October you. surprise? That's going to happen. Two hours of NXT Live starting October. Yeah. That's, that's going to be gonna on happen. Wednesday night, head to head. Something's going to happen, man. They're going to do something big. WWE's going to go to, right for the jugular right away. Yeah, they are. They are, and they and they can do it without Raw, without SmackDown, without mm-hmm. their own main roster pay per view. Mm-hmm. They have a whole WWE network. Mm-hmm. They can put the NXT title on the line the same night that uh, AEW Weekly TV goes live, mm-hmm. and they could air air it live from Full Sail mm-hmm. or live from wherever. Mm-hmm. They might do a takeover. I don't know. Yeah, they're going to do everything they can to steal your buzz. Yep. Get used to it. Yep. You know, and the fans are going to be the ones making out. Man, we're going to be the ones deciding what the buzz is. Yep. You know, yep. I think it's great. Yep. Anyways, you can do some Fighter Fest uh, predictions. Of course. You're not going to be here to watch it, but what? Well, you, are, you will be. You'll be here on the 29th. That's a Saturday. Uh, assuming my wife is not too stressed out about. Uh, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean you meant here to watch it. I mean, you'll be in the States to watch it. Oh, no. I mean, no, that's what I mean, too. Yeah, I'm not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be in the States. It's potentially, I could watch it, and I, I will if I can. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Nine matches. Kicking things off, Michael Nakazawa versus somebody named Alex Jabaley. He's the uh, organizer of CEO. He's got a match against Michael Nakazawa. The organizer of CEO is a wrestler? Mm-mm. Oh. Well, I know who's going to win I think this he did one. have a match last year when Kenny did the show for CEO. Does, does he look like a wrestler? Eh. Yeah. I know he's po- been posting like pictures dude? of uh, working out with Kenny. Oh, okay. That's cool. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He looks like he can maybe fight. Nonetheless, I'm giving the edge to Michael Nakazawa. 
Yeah, of course, obviously. Because he's a contracted uh, 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 wrestler for All Elite Wrestling. They want him like to look legitimate. Yeah, he sells so he has to win. Too. Um, eight so, wow, you have eight. Oh, we're doing confidence. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's nine matches in total. Uh, okay, so hold on a second. Let me just my confidence points here are. Yeah, don't know about that. That's I probably know where that's gonna go. That's gonna be my number. That's gonna be nine. Yeah, same. That's gonna be nine. Yeah, this is this is as good as. Oh, I'll do seven for this one. All right. This next one, I'll put eight on. Okay, Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Peter Avalon, the other librarian, librarian, is supposed to be uh, ringside with Leva. Are there any stakes here involved? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, I'm going to go with Kylie Ray with eight points. I, I'm going to go with Kylie Ray two with four, and that's oh, supposed no. to be because I'm sure there's going to be some issues between the two librarians. That's going to end up costing Leva the match. Well, I'm not going to be here to eat crow on predictions. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. Uh, next, uh, triple threat tag team match. Winner of this match gets into another match to determine who gets first round by in the tournament. Okay. Wow. Okay. Got to go with the team with the best uh, Titan Tron in the business. Well, I'm going to go with the team that I think Best has, friends. I'm going to go with SCU. You know why? Because one of them dudes is super old, and he could use a buy. So I'm going to go with SCU. I'll have four confidence points. All right. Three confidence points. All right. Same as you. Uh, the other old SCU member, Christopher Daniels, also has a match against SEMA. Yeah. yeah. SCU won at a, a double or nothing, so I feel like SEMA's got to win this one. Also, SEMA's got a match against Kenny Omega at Fight for the Fallen. Oh, if wins and losses matter, oh, then I feel like Sima kind of needs to win this. Okay, I only have two confidence points on it though. I'll put uh, four. All right, with Sima. Yeah. Next, triple. Uh, sorry, Fatal Four Way. Hangman Page versus MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc. MJF. Wow. Wins this, and I'm gonna put six confidence points on that. Wow, I got uh, Hangman Page winning seven confidence points. Wins and losses matter. He's going for the he title. He already has the title match. He's got to look strong this going one, in the match. This one doesn't matter. He's got to look strong going in the match. MJF. They're going to keep pick. on jobbing out MJF? No, he doesn't have to take the pin. Jungle Boy would take the pin. Um, next. Uh, here, move your thing. There you go. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Rose. Um... Uh, uh, I got Nyla Rose one confidence point. Uh, I'm going to go with Riho. I was really impressed uh, with her at uh, Double or Nothing. She was super, super, super smooth in the ring. Me too. And I'm going to go with... Let's see here. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Five confidence wow. points. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's way too many. One. Yeah, that's what one with Nyla Rose. So, I have no idea. Yeah, no clue. I have no idea. Next, uh, Cody versus Darby Allen. Cody's winning this, man. Oh, yeah, you think so? Yeah, I'm going to give him five. I got Darby Allen six. Wow, that's a lot of confidence points on young Darby Allen. I know. Cody's a big dude. He's, I know. He's a big Cody, deal. Cody's not above pitting people over, though. He's got a big match they, with brother. I know, but that's as a team. This is as a singles wrestler. Oh, my. He just beat Dustin in a five-star match. He can't lose against Darby Allen. He can't if they got high hopes for Darby Allen. Darby Allen, yeah, they do, but like three years from now. Darby Allen is young, young, young. He's, he's probably got a three-year deal, man. The bigger question here is will we get a skateboard spot? I hope so. Me too. I'm going Darby Allen. Right, uh, next, uh, six-man tag match. The Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega taking on the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Uh, so the elite last one, last one. No, the Lucha Brothers won the last one in Triple A. 
That didn't count. I no, was... it counts. The belts were online. That counts. I'm talking about in AEW. All right. Lucha Bros won. I got the Elite Five confidence points. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, oh kid. So in their series, though, Young Bucks have won twice. Lucha Brothers only won once. Uh, I'm going to say, man, I'm going to say the Lucha Bros won here. All right. All right. With a total of, what have I not done yet? Uh, so nine two. is going to this one. So two. That's got to be two. Two. Good. Finally, which, I don't know, maybe the main event, Joey Janela versus John Moxley. They just announced non-sanctioned match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mox, nine. Mox, Mox definitely wins this. Wins and nine. losses mean stuff. Yeah, nine. Uh, so are both these guys going to bleed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Dico, are we going to get light tubes? I don't know about that. Yeah. We'll get thumbtacks. We'll get chairs, right. tables. I don't expect them to go full CZW. That's a bummer, man. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, to watching more of the CZW Tournament of Death. Oh, dear. I feel like I'm at a point in my life when I want Full matches or just in gift form? Yeah, no, I want to come back around to full matches. I want to, I want to, I think I'm going to start exploring death matches. I feel like I've just watched a lot of wrestling and I just need some death matches. All right. I don't feel like I have the stomach for that anymore. Nobody's ever actually gotten hurt like bad in a death match. That's not true. Not like bad, bad. Uh, that's not true. That is totally true. Who's died in a death match? I mean, died, but people total be, misnomer. By the way, I think people uh, like somebody like cut their jugular. I thought did he die? No, but get, yeah, having sure your having fine. a, 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 a uh, artery or a vein in your neck sliced. When's the last time anybody even broke anything in a death match? They break lots of light tubes, bones. Oh, I don't know. See, nah. they kind of just this is blood. It's not a big deal. It's not interested in it anymore. Yeah. I think you should come back around. I don't have the stomach for it anymore. You got to build it back up by watching it. I have no desire to. Can we please watch some CZW here together? Come on. We should go on vacation now. You, me, and Cal sit here and watch some death matches. I have no interest. I'm going to text Cal. Why are you trying to force me to do things I don't want to do? You know, I'm trying to to force you No, you shouldn't be forcing me to do anything if you're my friend. Why why won't you be my best friend? Okay, Larson, I understand you get queasy about that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I, I respect that. So I'll leave you alone. I will go Toughen into up, man. My, my man cave. I'm about to go on that Jack the Ripper walk. And Toughen watch up. all the death matches I want. Watch, I'm going to watch some video of Jack the Ripper. All right. Man. Video. Yeah, nice try. Mikey Omega's got a question. Yeah. 
And he says, what don't you want to see from the Janela Moxley match? I'm kind of scared they're going to get a little too crazy to prove a point that PG Dean is gone for good. I want it all. They're the only thing all I'm scared that they're not going to do is go far enough. <laughs> no, they're not, I don't think there'd be any light tubes. There's going to be blood, though. Yeah, there'll be blood. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to go. I, I, I'm guessing they're going to go more for creativity rather than pure gore. Creative spots, creative impl- implementation of, of, of saws. Of tables, chairs, weed whackers, probably weed not. whackers, thumbtacks maybe, but I don't think they're going to do anything super crazy. Ooh, a saw, like a rusty one. No, that's tetanus. Get the issue. rust in the wound. You, yeah, I'm into it again, man. Uh, Christian Silva, what are the best case and worst case scenarios for WWE with Bischoff and Heyman running Raw and SmackDown? What's the worst case scenario? Best case scenario is just creative. It's yeah. beautiful. What's the worst case scenario? Like, aren't we at worst case scenario? No, right worst now? case scenario is, is is Hogan has a title. Worst case scenario. Come on, be realistic. The worst case scenario. Do you not recall who's in charge of SmackDown? The worst case scenario. Number one, that's not even the worst case scenario. It's pretty high up there, though. The worst case scenario is things staying the way they are. That's a possibility too. Yeah, it is. That's a possibility. If Vince gets their ideas and is like, he just can't go against his name. He's like, oh no, this isn't gonna work. No, I'm gonna rewrite all this stuff. Wow, car rule. Hmm. We need more recaps for Raw on SmackDown. Uh, Nast. With Heyman getting control of Raw, Bischoff taking SmackDown Live, and Triple H running NXT, who do you put in charge of 205 Live in a comparable role? Um, Triple H is supposed to have the the reins of 205 Live, is my understanding. But let's, for the sake of this uh, question, we can pick somebody else. Uh, Nast would choose Jarrett because he's got experience running a company and also because he's too heavy to wrestle there and win the title. This is a boring answer. But the guy who's, I think he's a producer on 205, and he's always cheerleading them on Twitter, Adam Pierce. Um, if he's so behind it all and really loves it all, then maybe he's the, maybe he's the number two guy there, mm-hmm. and maybe he can he, you're, you can launch him to number one, and he can really do some cool stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say Jamie Noble. I think he's a producer on the show, too. Right, yeah. So whoever is like you know heavily involved, give him a promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Ziffer. With Heyman and Bischoff starting next week, what realistic changes do you see happening to the product? So we know that they're not, they, they said that they're not going to be characters on screen. Yes. But you know that it would bump ratings for them to introduce Raw and SmackDown as a new era. This is the, that's one thing that Bruce Pritchard mentioned when Conrad was talking to him on the, about the 94 King of the Ring because it was like right at the start or around the start of the new generation. And Pritchard was saying, you know, we got all this advice from marketing experts about, you know, you slap a coat of paint on something and it's new, you know, new and improve this new and improve that. And Bret Hart was our new coat of paint. Um, You slap a new coat of paint on something is Eric Bischoff introducing SmackDown or Paul Heyman introducing Raw, it's a historic moment. Even if it pops ratings that one night, that's not a terrible idea. It's not a terrible idea. However, there might be an issue specifically with Heyman because apparently he's still going to be the advocate for Brock Lesnar. And there's an obvious obvious conflict of interest if he's in charge of Raw. Totally true. So that might preclude him from... But the WWE like announced it. It was on their front page. Yeah, they also refer to Dean Ambrose by his, his given name. I know, but dude, to, gone, to expect now Heyman to come out with Brock Lesnar as Mr. Money in the Bank guy and the crowd not to be behind Paul or there's a weird conflict well, because it depends, it's like... It depends on how good Raw is. It's probably going to... If he's running, it's probably going to be decent. 
Thank you, Heyman. You know, that kind of stuff. Entirely possible. He's like, I'm trying to run you guys down. He'll find a way to turn it. He generally does. And, I mean, here's the thing. I don't put it up. I think Paul Heyman could probably write a promo that does both. That explains, hey, while advocate is, as you know, while advocate for Brock Lesnar, I'm going to be overseeing my writing duties on Raw. I don't know, man. I think he's smart enough to be able to figure I'd be, that I'd, out. I'd be kind of surprised they did it, but let's say they won't. I'd be, I'd, I'd be kind of surprised they did, too. I'm just saying, if they wanted to pop ratings, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Uh, Comic Sans commentary outside the Elite and Mox. Who are three guys you want to be the faces of all Elite? Adam Page. Well, I think it's it's Kenny, Jericho, and Mox. Oh, outside of the Elite and yeah. Mox. Okay. Oh, so I can't say Page. Page yeah. Um, best Friends. Eh. Best Friends Titantron. Sorry. There you go. Better. Much better. Um, MJF. Definitely. Private Party. I don't know enough about them. I don't either, but they had that one spot in the Battle Royal that was amazing. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair enough. Private Party. I'll go with... And their name is great. You said the Elite Mox. Well, Jericho. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this. I'll say Jericho. The Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, Britt Baker has a great story. Yeah. She's a dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say them. All right. Uh, Jason Lewis, power rank the top five wrestlers who should use Manscaped. Uh, Undertaker, because they do the tombstone, heads right here. And also Hell's Gate. And Hell's Gate, That's yeah. close to the groin area. Make sure that's, that's fresh, clean, and smelling good. Uh, granted, the styles clash. Your head, the back of your head is towards... The nuts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but still, you're down in the vicinity. You don't want to smell. Yeah, you make sure AJ so AJ, gets lawnmower 2.0. AJ crop preserver on there. Yeah, you need the crop um, preserver. Does anybody utilize like a triangle submission a lot? Because mm. your chin is basically rest, resting mm-hmm. right on front area there. Yeah, you want to make sure that's smelling good with some crop preserver. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who else? Well, okay, so Gallagher. Oh, what about a. Uh, I guess Drew really doesn't do Drew Gulak doesn't really do a, a triangle. Gallagher, Jack Gallagher does a lot of like weird submission where he's all over you, mm-hmm. and you know there might he might like if this is mm-hmm. nuts right here, it mm-hmm. might go right here, right here, and you're like, oh. mm-hmm. so Gallagher crop preserver for sure, crop preserver definitely. Um, who's extra hairy? Demo, Demo, um, and then. Uh, Um, someone else is super hairy. Well, I think that Angel Garza probably does. He yeah. probably uses it. Okay, yeah. Because you need to take off those things. Yeah, you, you can't have any stray hairs poking out. You got to keep nope. that trimmed up. Yep. Lawnmower 2.0. Skin safe technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Carmen now. Wrestlers as Democratic presidential oh, candidates. man. All right, so who's Elizabeth Warren? Ooh. A lot of forward-thinking ideas. Yeah. Has an answer for everything. Has an answer. Plans for everything. Yeah. Seth Rollins is the architect. He seemingly has plans for everything. Man, she is not getting on Twitter <laughs> putting people on blast. No, kayfabe Seth no, Rollins. Seth Rollins is Bernie. That dude is on Twitter all the all time right. putting people on blast. All right. all right, fine. And he's an architect of his own. Gotcha. Elizabeth Warren, bit more low-key. That's a tough one. 
Yeah, that is a tough one. <clears throat> mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing Adam a blank Cole? on this. Yeah, I was, I was thinking Adam Cole, too, maybe. She's not as brash as Adam Cole. Who's but. Matt Riddle? What Democratic candidate oh, wow. is Matt Riddle? Beto. <laughs> ah! I'm not going to get better now. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. Juan Guerrero, predictions for Ring of Honor's best in the world pay-per-view on oh, Friday. Oh, that's on Friday. Oh, my God. Ring of so Honor. Much. What are they doing so over there? Wrestling. What a bunch of weirdos. Best. What is it? Best in the world? Yeah, best in the world 2019. All right. Let's see What's here. the card? I think Jeff Cobb's taking on Matt Taven. Yeah, night one, Matt Taven, Jeff Boy, Cobb. Boy, there's two nights? The first one's in Baltimore. The second night is TV tapings. Oh, okay. Matt Taven versus Jeff Cobb. Uh, sadly, I think Taven's going to retain because uh, Jeff Cobb's going to be a free agent pretty soon. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about him signing a new mm-hmm. contract. Nor have I. Uh, Shane Taylor versus Bandito for the TV title. Shane just got that, so I'm inclined to think that he's going to retain, even though Bandito's great. Uh, Silas Young versus Jonathan Gresham in a pure rules match. I'm not even sure what that is, but I'll, I'll say Jonathan Gresham should win. <clears throat> Flip Gordon versus Roosh in the pre-show. Oh, give me Roosh. Yeah, Roosh is probably going to win that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's I mean, yeah, he's probably going to flip. has got to be going to AEW in his contract. I think. Uh, Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee. Give the edge to Dragon Lee. Yeah, me too. Uh, Villain Enterprises versus Lifeblood for the six-man titles. Apparently, Villain Enterprises are uh, debuting new uh, six-man tag strap suit. Man, is there anybody who sort of popped on the radar and then fell off the radar as quickly as Dalton Castle? That injury took him out, man. It really did. Um, I will uh, villain enterprises. Oh yeah, they're doing big things right now. Uh, Nick Aldis and mystery partner taking on the Briscoes. Uh, supposed to, it was supposed to be Colt Cabana. Oh Apparently yeah, that's he's right. Hurt. He's injured. Who will Nick Aldis's partner be? He did say he's gonna that his partner is signing a deal with NWA. You know, be really cool. Mm. I don't know. I know she she signed with uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, you heard of Maria, man? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be cool. I don't know if she's signing with NWA. I know uh, Allison Kay's with NWA. She's a champion right now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But that, that Maria Manic, holy moly, she's terrifying. Yeah. She has Maneater written on her oh, stomach. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, the Allure versus Kelly Klein and Jenny Rose. It's probably going to be the Allure. <laughs> And then Jay Lethal versus Kenny King. Kenny King? He's new, right? Kenny King? <laughs> no, Kenny King's been in Ring of Honor for a long time, man. <laughs> oh, my God. He debuted in 2002. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to any of these guys. Yeah, I really don't either. I'll say Jay Lethal. Holy crap. Yeah, Jay Lethal only debuted a year before Kenny King. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of somebody else. New um, to Ring of Honor? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. They they wheeled out those dudes during their uh, <laughs> the battle royal. <laughs> yeah. Battle royal. I don't know any of those guys. None of them. Who was that one guy who looked silly? You gotta be more specific than that. <laughs> Rep Titus. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. And you're right. All of them look silly, but yeah. Titus. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yowie Wowie Power Rank the members of Firefly Funhouse. Take Bray out. Oh, Puppet Vince is number one. Yeah, Puppet Vince number one. Yeah, uh, Mercy's number two. Oh yeah, Abby's three. Raymond Rabbit's a mess. He's, he's last. Murdered all the time. Uh, the the pig. Oh, Huskus. Huskus. He's behind Abby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good question. Greg Morris with the new executive directors. Power rank five underutilized talents you want to see pushed. EC three was tweeting at Paul Heyman today. 
that happened. That uh, so check your DMs. Apollo is all is already uh, in a thing with Andrade, but I'm yeah. gonna say Apollo. That'd be good. I'm gonna put him on a list. Good. Um, they're both on Raw, right? Apollo and Andrade. No, they're on SmackDown. They're on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, um, a lot of people on SmackDown. I want to see on Raw because of Paul Heyman. I wonder if I wonder if it's gonna be like a collaborative thing. Let's assume let's assume the wild card rule isn't is isn't going anywhere. The brand split is not a real brand split anymore. Let's say just they keep it that way. What if like they just have a thing where Bishop is mainly the the network liaison guy and Paul Heyman is mainly the creative guy? That's interesting. They would in, they would uh, uh, announce it and were to get out of it not being that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm just speculating. I don't know. Bishop said he likes to create things, so Max Zero, he'll be the first person to step down from the new position. Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff. One thing we were listening to on the Wrestling Observer Live was Meltzer was talking about how uh, Bill Watts was brought in in 96. Yeah. And he lasted like, what, three weeks? <laughs> right. Because he thought he'd have the authority to make decisions and then Vince kept overriding him. If this was Paul Heyman 15 years ago. I'd yeah, say yeah, Paul yeah, Heyman, yeah. But now? He seems to have mellowed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think he knows how to work well with others. And he's been, he's, God, I forget what, where this was, what this interview was, who, who got this quote from him. But the, somebody asked if he would ever consider working for WWE again and in a full-time Oh, yeah, capacity. we talked about that on one of the shows, yeah. And uh, He didn't dismiss it. No, he said, you know, I, I work, he basically said, I work at the pleasure of the WWE. Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to say Bischoff. He's essentially coming out of semi-retirement to do this. Um, if he decides it's not worth the headache, he'll just wash his hands of it and go away. Yeah. Go yeah, back to Montana, probably. wherever he lives. Yeah. Uh, Donnie D, which wrestler in fun wrestling or W. Steve W. would be a Triple H guy, and who would be a Vince guy? Monster Heel would be a Vince guy. Yes. Fisherman would be a Vince guy. Yeah. Butch Bacon would be a Triple H guy. Hmm. hmm. What, who would be Al Armstrong? He'd be a Vince guy. Yeah. Uh, Orion would be a Triple H guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but like Fun Haas, I don't think he. Miriam would be a Vince girl. Yes. Sharon Cruz. I mean, she's Vince. a Vince girl. Yeah. Uh, Crystal White. Mm, neither. <laughs> well, Nikki Cross, she's a Vince girl. Yeah, but Nikki Cross isn't a kayfabe, uh, a drug addict. Well, they'd have to clean her up a little bit, obviously. Oh, good question from uh, Renegade Soul. Uh, Steve, what souvenirs are you bringing back for Larson? Um, I'm going to go and find some authentic British dog shit and put it in a little bag and give it to you, son of a bitch. Now, I'll bring you back something cool, man. I might go check out a Pro Wrestling Eve show there. That'd be cool. And if I do that, I will find a little piece of merchandise to present to you, and I'll get Cal one too. Cool. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, Husky Franks, if you can make a faction of four from main roster NXT, NXT UK, and All Elite, who would be who would it be, and what would you call them? So you need one from main roster, one from NXT, one from NXT UK, and one from All Elite Wrestling. Okay, main man, main UK, NXT AEW. Is that what it is? Yeah, I want MJF. Uh, Zach Gibson. Take my guy. Because he was dressed really nicely on uh, yeah, NXT UK. He was. Um, 
NXT. Adam Cole. Okay. He's in. He flies private jets now. And Bob Brood in a suit. NXT Bob Brood, but on main roster. Wow. That's my faction. Okay, so that's your faction. They're all like super rich and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name, super rich. That's good. All right, here we go. Uh, and then, hold on a second. Uh, oh. Wow, this is a hell of a faction here. See. And then main... Uh no, hold on. All right, this is it going to be the choppers? They're going to be called "Get to the Chopper" because Walters in it. That's what he says. Uh, Andrade, probably the best chop on Maine, right? Definitely up there. Okay, uh, from UK, obviously. Walter, yeah. Walter, yeah. And then from NXT, Roderick Strong. Yeah, he's got a good chop. You will come with me. Yeah. And then the leader of them all. Kenny Omega, yeah, he's got, he's a, good got a good chop. He's got, he's a low key good chopper. They are get to the choppers. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good question to end on. Want to say thanks to everybody out there. Hit up the Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. There are two more episodes left with me in them. Countout and uh, the other one, Matt, Matt Chat. Those are already filmed. This is the last thing that we're filming. Wait, no. What are we doing tomorrow? Oh the yeah, best matches. Best, best last thing we're filming before you leave. So happy trails. Yeah. Uh, safe travels. I will give you all my passwords in case I die or go missing. I don't need. Any, I don't think I need any the pa- pa- something really bad happens. Passwords. I don't know. You know most of my passwords, anyways. Uh, yeah. If I die, you got to figure out something to do with my dog. I'm on a different plane than my parents, so my dad will take my dog. All right. Yeah. So you're good. You're clear, Gypsy. Okay. I think that's it. All right, man. I'm just going to go now. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.